Good morning and welcome to Shouts of Grace. This morning we are going to be finishing our series on 10 lessons. And of course, these have been 10 lessons that I've learned in my 20s. I spent my the entire decade of my 20s in uh, really vocational ministry, which is uh, an interesting opportunity to be able to do that. And there have been a lot of lessons. I hope these lessons have been helpful for you to learn from as well as uh, I, I really, well, they've been helpful to me, so I hope they've been helpful to you. And we're getting into lesson 10 today, which is you will sow, or excuse me, what you sow, you will also reap. What you sow, you will also reap. And this is a lesson that I I understood and, of course, knew this principle um, before my 20s. This is something that I grew up hearing. This is something that you've probably heard many times and heard uh, several times. We'll probably continue to hear it several times, but there's just some ideas here that really make it real and you really tend to understand this concept um, a little bit uh, more and, and and you really start to see it And if you really truly take this lesson to heart. But before we get into that, we're going to read Ecclesiastes chapter 4 today to continue our scripture reading. So that's Ecclesiastes chapter 4, and it says this, Then I returned and considered all the oppression that is done under the sun, and look, the tears of the oppressed, but they have no comforter. On the side of their oppressors there is power, but they have no comforter. Therefore I praise the dead who were already dead, more than the living who are still alive, yet better is he who has never existed, who has not seen evil uh, work that is done under the sun. Again, I saw that for all toil and every skillful work, man is envied by his neighbor. This is also vanity and grasping of the winds. The fool folds his hands and consumes his own flesh. Better is a handful with quietness than both hands full together with toil and grasping of the wind. Then I returned and I saw vanity under the sun. There is one alone without uh, companion. He has neither son nor brother, yet there is no end to all his labor, nor is his eyes satisfied with riches. But he never asks, for whom did I toil or deprive myself of good? This also is vanity and a grave misfortune." Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, one will lift up his companion. But woe to him who is alone when he falls, for he has no one to help him up. Again, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one be warm alone? Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. Better is a... Better a poor and wise youth than an old and foolish king who will be admonished no more. For when he comes out of prison to be king, although he was born poor in his kingdom, I saw all the living who walk under the sun. They are with the second youth who stands in his place. There was no end to all of these people over whom he was made king, yet those uh, who come afterward will not rejoice in him. Surely this also is vanity and a grasping of the wind. 
Now we see here he goes and he says, uh, Here better a poor and wise youth than an old and foolish king who will be admonished no more, for he comes out of prison uh, to be king, although he was born poor in his kingdom. We, we see here this concept of it's even better, says the preacher, to be poor and yet wise as a youth than it is to be rich and a king and yet foolish in, in your old age there. We, we see that. And why is this? It's because the young, wise, poor person is going to go and sow what is right, and he's going to reap then later on that wisdom. And we're looking at this principle of sowing and reaping. And what you sow, you will also reap. That is the lesson that we're going to be looking at today. And while I know, I, I knew this phrase before I answered my 20s, it was in my 20s that I be, had become absolutely convinced that this is true. And now in my 30s, it's still true. I still believe that. I can 100% predict the outcome of people's lives simply by looking at what they invest their time, their money, and their energy and priority in. Now, I, I know that sounds very presumptuous to say that, but I, I really do believe that it is true. You can really 100% predict the way that people's lives are going to go if you have an opportunity to see what they're investing their time, their money, and their energy and their priority in. Uh, because it, and it isn't because I'm special. In fact, you can do this as well. It's because simply the principle is true. God will not be mocked. What somebody sows, they will also reap. That's the reality of it. And so if you put your child in front of a TV all day and then send them to public school for seven hours a day, and then you're surprised when they turn out with totally different values than you intended for them to have— it's because you missed out on the principle of sowing and reaping. But I, I've seen so many times people who who do this, they go and they let their, their TV, they, they invest their child into the TV or invest TV into their child, depending on how you want to look at that. And then they go and they send their child off to school, always sending them away from them, always sending them to a television, always sending them to a teacher, whatever it might be. And then they're surprised when somebody else imprints different values on their children. And of course, you go and you see this specifically in the idea of public schools and in the idea, of course, in television shows today, a lot of anti-Christian ideas are being uh, presented and, and, and being imprinted upon children. But, but there are so many parents who I've talked to and I've seen, and, and they come out confused. Whoa. Why did this happen? How could this happen? And I'm sitting here looking at them and going like, well, how could you expect it to not happen? Look at the investments you made. Look at how you invested this. But but before we continue on with this topic, let's, let's look at some scripture here. Let's look at a passage of scripture in Galatians chapter 6, verses 6 through 10, because it really does present this idea. And I want you to understand it's not just with your children, although it certainly applies to your children. It really applies to everything in your life. This is what it says in Galatians 6, 6 through 10. 
Let him who is taught the word share in all good things with him who teaches. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. But specifically, I want you to recognize in this passage of Scripture that idea of sowing and reaping. Whatever, uh, do not be deceived, God is not mocked, for whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. Now, there's a lot of context to this verse within this passage and some important context, but I want you to understand this principle. What you sow into your life is what you're going to reap out of your life. That's the reality of it. If you're going and you're inconsistent in your devotions, if you're inconsistent in your church attendance, if you're inconsistent in your prayer life, you're not going to have a powerful spiritual life. You're not going to do it. You're going to easily fall into sin. You're not going to be a bold witness for Christ. You're not going to be a good ambassador for Christ. Why? Because you've sowed unfaithfulness. You've sowed wrong thinking. You've, you haven't sowed what is good, and so you're going to reap the reward, which is a bad reward. If you're going and you're putting the priority in your life uh, always on, on making the next dollar, making the next dollar, making the next dollar, and then it ends up so that you're never investing in your children's life. Well, what's going to happen here? You're going to have Either the value of the dollar alone being printed on your child, that's one thing that can happen, or you're going to have somebody else who's going to come up and put different values on the child, and it's probably not going to be ones that you agree with, and that's going to be a problem we see there. But this is a principle that applies in every aspect in your life. What you sow into a relationship, that's what you're going to reap out of that relationship. If you're going and you're uh, not investing any time into your spouse, if you're not going and investing, putting any effort into that relationship with your spouse, well, what are you going to get in return? Not good yields. It's not going to go well. It's going to be poor. And so there's so many times, in fact, almost every time that you can go and look in someone's life as you're counseling them, and you can see well, what did it like? There's so many times you, you, you just want to stop. And sometimes I have stopped and said this. I want to say, well, what did you expect was going to happen? You made this decision. You made that decision. You made this decision. What did you expect what was going to happen in your life or in that relationship? Or, yeah, of course you're caught into sin. I mean, my goodness, I haven't seen you at church for six months. Why would you expect to not be caught into sin? You know, an example that I will give of this is a counseling uh, session that I had. And this was an, an interesting uh, time because it starts off with, uh, obviously, okay, so it's counseling. So that means something bad happened. Um, but it turns out to be good and then go terribly. 
One day I get a call of a domestic abuse situation where the the boyfriend had gone and choked out the girlfriend. I mean, it was a a rough thing. It hit her, thrown her around, all kinds of stuff. And I get called to go over there and to talk to them and to 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 go and to do this. And and so one of the things I realize is that this problem is not going to be fixed in 15 minutes. It's going to take consistency. And I realize that the guys specifically he had just a, a terrible rap sheet. He had been in prison and he had never had any real positive influences in his life. And, and so I looked at him and I said, you know what? Uh, you look like you're a guy who likes to exercise. And and, and this was about 30 pounds ago uh, on me. I was somebody who at that point in time also liked to exercise. And, and I said, you know what? What? I need to I need to work on my endurance anyway. You you want to you want to just go running? And I can't believe I said this because I hate running. But but he goes and he says, yeah, I've been wanting to improve on that as well. So let's go and do this. And so every day, and this lasted for several months. We went out and we went running. We ran a mile together. We weren't you know going and training for a marathon or anything like that. But we would go and run a mile together. And of course, while we're doing that, we're going and we're able to discuss things. I'm able to go into to, to invest the word of God into this man. And this man was unsaved. In fact, he started coming to church. And as he 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 was coming to church, uh, and and then I was running with him. You know, every single weekday, I think it was was so five days a week. Um, we're we're going and we're doing this. And one day. One Monday, he, he goes, you know, I, I listen to what you said about communion. I always say when it comes to take communion, that communion, uh, you know, there's two qualifications. One is that you know Jesus Christ is your Savior, because if you don't, well, simply put, you can't have communion with him if you don't know him. And the second thing is, is that you've examined your life. That That's the qualification of Scripture, uh, that you're to go into examine your life, uh, because if not, there's, you know, a great uh, a great warning in God's Word that— um, that whoever takes an unworthy manner, you know, you're drinking sickness to yourself. You're, you're, there, there are people who are asleep because of this or, or have died with this. It's, it's not a good thing. And he goes, you know, I listen to what you're saying. And, you know, I didn't take communion because I don't believe in Jesus. You know, I believe that there's a God, but I, but I don't really believe in Jesus. And I said, okay. And so, you know, we started talking about this. And this relationship kept building, kept building. And, and one day he called me up and said, you know, hey, I, I want to let you know I took communion. And I said, well, I mean, you know, why did you take communion? And he goes and he explains the gospel to me. And this man, his life radically changed. He starts getting a promotion, a job. I mean, they always had had financial trouble before. And now the financial trouble is starting to work itself out. Um, his 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 girlfriend became his fiance and their relationship what was absolutely excellent and why well he's he's sowing into the word of god every single day he's starting to get the word of god he's starting to read his bible me and him started to do a bible study together i mean th- this is this is good stuff that's happening and everything in his life seems to be really coming excuse me coming together but what ends up happening is that he gets tested. Now, interestingly, generally what happens when you get tested is that you get tested with a negative thing. He kind of had a positive thing come up, and that was he got a different job offer. And this was going to be a significant promotion, uh, working with a different company. And he was going to get paid a lot more, but there was one catch. And that catch was... Well, he had to work on Sundays. And I looked at him and I said, you know, it's not worth it. I wouldn't do it. 
In fact, you shouldn't do it. You should put church as a higher priority. And he said, you know, it, it's only going to be short term. It's only going to be short term. You know, it, it's not a, a, a big deal. It's only going to be for about six months. Then I'm going to be able to stop working weekends. And I said, you know, I, I know that sounds good and it's really intriguing, but this isn't a good idea. Well, he ended up taking the job. What ends up happening? His life completely falls apart. His relationship fell apart. He went back to substance abuse, uh, drinking, alcohol, and uh, then, then into other substance abuse too, doing illegal drugs. I mean, it was not good, not good at all. That ended up coming out of him, um, ends up, I mean, just this family's life fell completely apart. Their finances fell apart. Their relationship fell apart. Everything fell apart in this person's life. Of course, in that time, me and him stopped going running too. He, he, he stopped wanting to go running and things like that. What, what's the issue? The issue was, was that he quit sowing into his life good things. So he started reaping bad things. Before, what was the principle that really went well for him? Well, he was sowing into his life good things and he was then reaping good, godly things. And, and this is true in your life as well. What you sow, you will also reap. This has financial implications. This has spiritual implications. It has relational implications with those who are around you, whether it's your children, whether it's your spouse, whether it's your best friend, whether it's uh, your coworker, whether it's your boss, whatever it is. This principle impacts every area of your life. And so the question I want to leave you with today is what are you sowing into your life? What are the things you're putting a priority on? What are the things you're financially investing in? You know, if you put a huge financial investment into your hobby and you never put a financial investment into the kingdom of God, well, what do you think you're going to reap? not blessings from God financially. I mean, it's it's just a reality. It's it's the principle of sowing and reaping. Now, this isn't going and saying, hey, you know, go and, uh, you know, tell the evangelists trying to go and fleece the flock kind of a thing. That's not what I'm saying. I, I'm saying that there are legitimate principles that just apply everywhere to your life. And so you should just consider, what are you sowing into your life? What entertainment are you sowing into? Is it stuff that you think is going to reap good rewards or bad rewards? Is it stuff that's going to reap fleshly things because it's just fleshly entertainment? Or is it things that are going to reap good rewards? What people are you investing in or sowing into? Uh, is it people that are going to go and in turn come back and invest into you? Or is it people who they're not good? I, these are important questions for you to consider and for you to understand. Sow godliness into your life. These have been the 10 lessons that I've learned in my 20s. I hope that you have taken some of this and you have learned some things uh, with this. And I really hope that it's been helpful to you as it's been helpful to me. But thank you for listening today. And remember Joshua 1, 8, 9 as we depart. 
This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you'll make your way prosperous, and then you'll have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage, do not be dismayed, or afraid, or excuse me, do not be afraid or dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. But even in darkness, we hold to the promise There's nothing we can't overcome So that war you've been fighting will end in God's timing Sing like the battle's been won Then you feel it, the song that is rising Then you can't help but let it out If you're trusting in faith is all